Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland. Intercom Radio Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. If you've ever thought about becoming a foster parent, then you're going to want to listen to this show. We're going to be talking with Maple Star Oregon, and they offer a unique approach to fostering. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Amelia Bam Bam. Amelia is a foster care training and support specialist at Maple Star Oregon. Hey there, Amelia. Hello. So I think we probably should get started today by probably the first question on everybody's mind is, what is Maple Star? Maple Star is a mutual benefit nonprofit agency specializing in therapeutic foster care. Our mission is to provide quality, effective, and community-based social services to promote growth and well-being in youth and families. So tell me why Maple Star exists. We exist because there's a need for the services we provide. We partner with DHS Child Welfare to provide programs for families that are involved in the system. Are, is MapleStar unique to this area? MapleStar is unique to this area. Um, there are about 13 therapeutic foster care agencies in the Oregon area, and Maple Star is one that has been around for quite a long time. Um, we pro- started providing uh, services in 1998. Okay. About how many children are in foster care currently? In Oregon, there are about 8,000 children in foster care. Wow. That's, is, that, uh, is that pretty average? It varies from state to state. Oregon doesn't have one of the largest numbers, uh, but we do definitely have a large number of kids who are in need of permanency. How long, how long have you been with MapleStar? I, that's a really great question. So I started out with MapleStar in about 2010 um, as a foster parent, and I was a foster parent with them off and on for about five years, um, off and on because I would go child specific for kids, which means you switch certification to DHS um, when our kids no longer needed the services of MapleStar. And in the time that you've been with MapleStar, uh, what kind of changes have you seen before, before pandemic? We'll get into pandemic in a little while, but before then. That's a really great question. Um, have you seen more or less kids come into the system? It definitely has been pretty steady over the few years that I have 
been involved in the foster care system. The numbers seem to have gone up recently, and definitely with the pandemic, we are seeing a little bit less of calls coming in, of mandatory reporters making calls, simply because um, school hasn't been in session, children are not attending schools, um, and so teachers are not seeing kids as much as they used to be. So is that how uh, perhaps abuse in the home and the children, a child needs to go into foster care? That's usually identified by a child, or by a teacher, rather? More, more a frequently? lot of times it's teachers because teachers see kids on a daily basis, um, therapists or mandatory reporters. Anyone in Oregon who works with children is a mandatory reporter. How do most children come into foster care? Most children come into foster care due to abuse and neglect. Neglect being the easier um, way of showing that there is something going on in the home. But normally it's abuse and neglect. Uh, A lot of times there's drug issues that are coming into play and mental health issues that are coming into play. Does Maple Star, uh, do you guys do all of Oregon or just mostly the Portland metro area? We service kids all throughout the state of Oregon. Uh, We have homes up and down the I-5 corridor up in Portland all the way down to a little bit south of Eugene. And we're looking to branch into other areas so that we can service kids in their communities of origin. Tell me about the programs you offer at at MapleStar. We offer Therapeutic Foster Care Program, which is our largest program, and that is our where we certify our own foster homes to, to help children who have been identified as needing the extra support that MapleStar offers. We also offer in-home stabilization programs, and that's for families that are perhaps potentially getting their children back from foster care or trying to prevent them for their children from going into foster care. Um, and that's when we go into the home and offer intensive services to stabilize the family life. We also have skills training where our skills trainers meet with kids who are in the foster care system to help build skills so they become more successful at managing their emotions. And we also have foster care mentoring programs where we have mentors that meet with other foster parents throughout the state and offering mentorship programs. Sounds like MapleStar really uh, kind of takes care of all aspects of it, of the whole thing. We do. We really want to provide wraparound services for our families. Yeah, because I, I would imagine uh, training a, somebody to be a foster parent is uh, perhaps a big challenge. You know, it actually isn't. A lot of people will always say, like, I can't be a foster parent. I'm not a superhero. It really doesn't take a superhero to be a foster parent. It just takes a person who's willing to continually show up for a child. So tell me about what it would take to be a foster parent then. So uh, do you have to be a married couple? Do you have to be a, can you be a single person? You can be a single person, you can work full-time, you cannot work at all. Really a variety and diverse array of foster parents is what we want. We really want people from all walks of life because no, not all children are cookie cut. So one type of family is not going to be the best fit for every single child out there. 
so we really want to encourage all people to apply who are over the age of 21. And tell me about the, the process of, of helping that, that foster family uh, be able to accept a child. So the first step is to go to our website, which is maplestaror.org. And if you scroll down the page a little bit, you'll get to, you'll see a little place that says interested in applying. You click on that and it takes you to the area, the website that you start to apply. Um, you sign in and you watch our orientation video. And after you watch the orientation video, you're prompted to start filling out an application. I'm assuming it's a pretty rigorous process though, right? I mean, you've, you've screened these people pretty seriously. We do. So there's definitely a background check that you have to be cleared through, um, making sure that you are just a safe individual for the children we care for. There's also um, hours of training that you need to go through so that you are prepared to be a foster parent. Yeah. I've, I've interviewed other foster care facilities around the area in years past. And a lot, a lot of times a foster parent is a foster parent kind of for their whole life. That's what they do. They really enjoy helping children. Do you find that the case with Maple Star too? I do find that to be the case. Uh, I find a lot of times we train these wonderful families and our program is a short-term program in order to stabilize our kids' behaviors. And what I find is that our families bond with a child and want to continue on with that child's journey. And so they actually step down from our agency and work with the child to become either an adoptive resource or a long-term placement for our youth. And do you see a lot of foster parents become adoptive parents? It really depends case by case, but I do find a lot of foster parents do step up for our kids and become long-term placements. Yeah, that's, that's really wonderful, isn't it? It really is. So you said yourself, you've been a foster parent. Tell me about that experience. I have. I have done quite a bit of therapeutic foster parenting in my time. I started out as a young college graduate working at Scar Jasper Mountain down in the Eugene area um, and became a foster parent with them. And then when I moved up to the Portland area, I wanted to continue to provide therapeutic foster care services just because I felt like I had the skill set for it. And I found MapleStar, and I absolutely love MapleStar. We are a small agency, which means we really get to individualize how we work with each of our families. We really taper our services to what our clients need. Tell me about your position with Maple Star. What exactly do you do there? So I wear a lot of hats at Maple Star. <laughs> As most nonprofit people do. Yes, yes. So I am the recruiter. I am the certifier, which means I certify our foster homes. And I also am the trainer, and I train our foster parents, and I do some mentoring and coaching as well. Okay. Yeah, you do wear a lot of hats. Yes. But I bet you love your line of work. I do. I absolutely love it. It's nice to be able to make a lot of difference in the life, lives of the children that we service. Yeah, you can really see that, that change happening. Yes. So you've talked a little bit, you've mentioned therapeutic foster care a few times now, and um, let's find out what that is. Tell me about therapeutic foster care. 
Yeah, so therapeutic foster care is different than DHS foster care, which is what most people think about when they think of foster care. Therapeutic foster care is essentially a higher level of care, which means that kids have been identified as needing additional supports and they're referred to our program. Therapeutic foster care is different from regular DHS foster care because of the supports that are put into place. So we have workers in our homes once a week meeting with the youth and the families to work on the skills that they are building. So do the foster parents um, need to be skilled, uh, have special skills for therapeutic foster care? They do not need any special skills. We train so anyone can do this position. Tell me about um, some of the issues that children would have that would require them to have therapeutic foster care. So most of our kids have come from really hard places. They've experienced a lot of trauma in their life. And because of that, they have what I like to call survival tactics. These are the skills that they've developed to kind of keep them alive through their trauma. Because of that, in healthy homes, those survival tactics kind of become maladaptive behaviors. So you see some acting out. Yes, acting and, out. And maybe even more, more than acting out. Yes. Okay. So the, the therapeutic foster care helps to kind of retrain the child to, to think differently or act differently? So we're building skills in kids. So we want to kind of overcome those survival tactics and teach our kids adaptive skills. How have things changed for Maple Star? Well, let me first let everybody know that we're talking with Amelia Bam Bam, foster care training and support specialist with Maple Star Oregon. Amelia, how many how have things changed since the pandemic hit about six months ago? Lots of things changed. <laughs> That's kind of a, a wide question. Yeah, it is. So we used to do a lot of in-person trainings and a lot of in-person meetings to get to know families um, and teach our families the skills they need to be awesome foster parents. That has obviously changed since the pandemic. We can no longer offer those in-person classes and meetings just because it's not safe for people anymore. So we moved all of our trainings and meetings um, to online. And how is that working? It's working really well. It's, it's different and it takes some adjusting. I do miss meeting people in person, but it's just safer to do it this way. Yeah, isn't that interesting about um, what's happened during pandemic is we've all kind of realized, yeah, we can work from home. We can do, yes. this. We can do this remotely. Never had an, any idea that many of us could just work from home. It's, it's kind of a strange uh, realization. Yes. How is that training, uh, has it changed at all? Is it any different than it used to be? It is not different than it used to be. It's the same information. It's just delivered differently. Amelia, could you go into a little more detail on what services and support Maple Star offers youth and therapeutic foster families? Yeah, definitely. I love talking about this, actually, because I think it's, it's really awesome, the different services that Maple Star offers our kids and our families. And it was one of the reasons why I chose Maple Star as a foster parent was because I felt like their services they provided were going to help me be the best foster parent I could be. So what's really cool about Maple Star is that you have a worker who comes into your home um, once a week, and now with the pandemic happening, a lot of times that happens 
online where a worker meets with you and your youth once a week to go over how the week's been going and what skills they have been working on. So you ha- you have somebody who you're talking to once a week who is giving you that reassurance that you're doing a good job, that you are building the skills this youth needs and offering feedback if you need that feedback. Another really awesome service we have is 24-7 on-call support. So that means any time of day or night there is a crisis in your home, there is a worker who is there to assist you who knows your family and knows your kids. These crisis situations don't happen um, between normal eight to five hours. They can happen 24 hours a day, right? It can happen 24 hours a day, and I find that most crisis situations happen after business hours. Yeah, and and at a moment's notice, a foster parent needs to be ready to take in a kid. Yes. Tell me about that. So kids come into care at all times of day and night, so foster parents need to be ready um, to take in a, a youth at any time. Um, At any point, you can get a phone call saying, we have a kid. Can you please take them? Yeah, it could be 3 o'clock in the morning. It could. And the kid's coming with maybe a backpack. This is true. Yeah. How about uh, several kids in the same family? Are they going to go to the same foster family? I want to be able to say yes. That is what happens. Unfortunately, that is not the way it always works out, Um, especially with therapeutic foster care. What we find is one child in the sibling groups needs the, the services and skills of our therapeutic foster parents and their siblings don't. So a lot of times while a kid is stabilizing, they are not placed with their siblings. We also find that larger sibling groups that come in, families aren't necessarily set up to all of a sudden have four, five, six kids in their, placed in their home at one time. Yeah. And like we said a little bit ago, sometimes a foster kid will just show up with barely anything, just whatever's on their back, basically. What kind of uh, services and support is out there for foster parents to help these kids that do show up with pretty much nothing? Well, every child that comes into foster care is eligible for a clothing stipend. So the state is already there helping providing for clothing. Um, There are foster care closets out there that are run by each county where they're normally run by foster parents too from the community who um, get donations from other foster families or from churches. So you can reach out to your clothing closet for clothing support. Um, There's Project Lemonade, which is an amazing organization that's actually housed in Lloyd Center, and they do a lot of back-to-school clothing donations for our kids who are in care. Yeah, there's some great people out there doing really amazing work with foster kids. Yes. We're again talking today with Amelia Bam Bam, foster care training and support specialist with Maple Star Oregon. Now, Maple Star is a nonprofit. Am I correct? That is correct. And nonprofits, um, just by definition, don't have a whole lot of profit. So how do you guys support and and fund all of the stuff you're doing? So we partner with DHS Child Welfare, and they're who fund us. Do you ever have to have, like, uh, fundraisers or anything like that, or do you just get real good support from, from agencies? We get really good support from agencies. That's awesome. 
I want to hear about some success stories. You've been doing this for a little while, so tell me a success story or two. Um, one of my greatest success stories is my, I have an older foster daughter who is about to turn 21 and graduate from the system. She graduated high school on time and has started to attend college. That's pretty awesome. It is. It is very rare that kids who are in the system will graduate on time, and it's even rare, rare for our kids to go to college. Yeah. Oh, and what a time to be doing that. I, aren't you glad you're not entering into college right now? <laughs> I would not want to do that right now. No. <laughs> this pandemic thing, hmm, kind of, kind of putting a downward spin on heading back to school. Yes. <laughs> Amelia, if somebody listening is interested in helping out and becoming a foster parent, and especially a therapeutic foster care parent, how do they um, how do they start all that, and what's the best place to go? So the best place to go would be going to our website, which is maplestaror.org, and there you'll find a list of all of the requirements and also where you can start applying to become a therapeutic foster parent. So requirements are pretty simple for our foster parents. Um, you need to be 21 of years of age. You need to be able to pass a background check. And you also need to be able to be somewhat savvy with technology as you have to do daily log notes on our youths. And you need to have access to a computer in order to do that. And tell me about the difference between the therapeutic foster care and just regular foster care. Tell me again about that. So... Our kids that we serve through therapeutic foster care are kids who've been identified as needing additional support. So these are the kids who really struggle with their behaviors, um, and because of that, they tend to bounce from home to home before they come to us. So I've had some kids who've been involved in the system for about three years, and I was their 16th placement. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah, and you can... You got to understand too that every move a child go through goes through whether it's positive or not is a trauma. And so essentially with all of these moves that's creating more trauma which is just creating more challenging behaviors. Do you see children of all ages? We do see children of all ages. However, we tend to work with kids from the age of 6 up to the age of 21. Okay. Wow, and they probably are going through some serious changes. You know, uh, becoming a teenager is not always easy. It is not easy. And what's interesting about that is most people are really scared to work with teens. And teens, I think, are one of the most fun populations to work with. I think people are afraid of the behaviors of teenagers, thinking they're just bigger kids, so their behavior is going to be more explosive. Um, but research actually shows that the most violent population of kids in foster care are toddlers. Oh, <laughs> that's probably the case everywhere, right? Right. Toddlers are monsters. <laughs> I'm only teasing. <laughs> and a little bit ago, you told me that you also offer services to the family to help uh, keep the kid with the, the biological family. Is that correct? That is correct. Tell me, tell me more about that. So it's a really cool service that we have, and it's where a worker intensively works with the family of origin to kind of help stabilize behaviors and stabilize the family. So the worker goes in and works with 
the parents or whoever is the caregiver for the children to kind of build skills in order to be a successful parents. Wow. That's, that's you guys just do some big, heavy work. Yes. How do you, it needs to be done. It does need to be done. And I thank you so much for doing it. How, how do you do it? How do you get out of bed and do this every day? You know, I think about the kids that, have gone through really hard times and gone through that trauma and they wake up every day and they keep going and they still find joy in life. And because of that, I get up and do what I do so that they can heal. Ah, you're wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. So you said in the past you have been a foster parent. Are you a foster parent now? I am not a foster parent now. However, I'm working on getting recertified to be a foster parent. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That must be really rewarding. I absolutely love providing foster care. I went to college in hopes of being a social worker and a caseworker one day for DHS. And then I just realized that I could make a bigger impact if I was a foster parent. So we have about a minute left. Tell me once again, uh, where's the best place to go? Give out your website and any other information that uh, somebody listening who would like to become a foster parent or perhaps needs help, how they can get that help. Yeah, so visiting our website, maplestaror.org, is a really good place to get started. Also, calling me at 971-806-6366 is an awesome way to get a hold of me and get any answers that you might need. You guys are certainly doing amazing work. Thanks for uh, letting us know about MapleStar. Thank you. We've been talking today with Amelia Bam Bam, foster care training and support specialist with Maple Star Oregon. Thanks again. Let's Talk Portland is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. 